Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Hello, how you doing? Mountain West Hoops Insider. Excited to be back. Uh, my partner in crime, Eli, could not join us for this particular interview, but uh, we have a real treat. We have the head coach uh, for one of the hottest teams in the country still. Uh, they have won, I believe, 15 out of their last 16 and are at the top of the Mountain West, still sitting in first place, and that is Boise State. We have head coach Leon Rice, so we will invite him in and bring him in and talk to him about his program coach how you doing i'm doing great brian thanks for having me i really appreciate it and uh exciting time of the year as we enter into uh the kind of a stretch run of the mountain west it is it's a stretch run you guys just won 14 in a row you've won 15 of your last 16 if i'm not mistaken is that right that is correct and, so. and uh the only you know we had a Nail a lot of nail biters throughout that, but you know we we dropped the one at Wyoming. We beat them oh, nine days before in Boise, so we had you know pretty good uh, pretty good scrap with them two times. And uh, you know there's a lot of good teams in this league, as you know, you've covered yes. them. And we've been fortunate to you know be on the good side of those games in, in a lot of close ones. Yeah, a lot of good stuff to get to. But first, I want to ask: you won 13 last year around the same time. You won 14 this year in a row. What is it about this program that you're able to build that kind of consistency? Obviously, you didn't draw it up that way. You want to win them all. But to be able to win that kind of streak is pretty impressive and kind of has gone understated. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I, I think maybe it's um, the way we approach it a little bit. Sometimes I like to to let things happen a little bit organically and you know, and what I mean by that is, you know, Tyson worked his way and earned his way into the starting lineup. I kind of, um, you know, you didn't know what you were going to get, but you let just things happen and you pay attention to what's happening and what's, you know, what what's working well for you and what's not working. And, and then, you, you know, you make the adjustments as you go. And 
I think we've been fortunate to make some good adjustments down the, you know, sure. one of them is putting Tyson in the lineup and getting him lots of minutes and, right. and that kind of made things click and it kind of got those other guys even, you know, it made them, it allowed them to play to their strengths better. And, and we also found out what guys are good at and what they're not good at and, and being able to play to those strengths is the key to being a good team. And that's, you know, I think that's what we've done a better job of. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Coach, talk about Tyson. You mentioned him. There's a lot of good players we can talk about. Uh, Tyson in particular being one of the best freshmen, if not the best freshman in the Mountain West. And the play, the kind of minutes and role he does as a freshman, extremely impressive. You don't see that very often for a first place team. You see that often in a maybe a lower tier team because they just don't have as much talent. But you guys have as much talent as anybody, but he's playing a significant role. And and honestly, if he doesn't maybe fall out of that Wyoming game, it may be a different outcome. So talk a little bit about him specifically, if you don't mind. Yeah, I think that's a great point you just made. And that's one that I was actually going to say. You, you know, you see that on teams that are rebuilding. Sometimes they have to play a lot of freshmen. And um, But you're right. You, you know, this day and age, especially with the transfer portal and the way, the, you know, you, you think – maybe the Kentuckys and the Gonzaga is right now, or they're going to play some freshmen and those guys are the one and done types. But um, right below that level, those teams don't usually play, you know, the, the, and I'm talking about the teams that are top 25 or close to it, or right around those numbers that have kind of a more veteran look to them and, and older guys. And so, it's pretty hard for freshmen to get a lot of meaningful minutes on a team like that. And so you're right. It's unique to see, I mean, that, you know, that's why he's been Mountain West freshman of the, of the week, six for six weeks. I mean, that's pretty remarkable um, because we're winning games and he's getting substantial minutes. I, I had big plans for him uh, when we recruited him and, you know, you just, when you get a freshman, you don't know how quickly they're going to mature and how quickly they're going to be ready. And, right. you know, we got, and the opportunity that they get. Sometimes there's some great players that you have, but they're just not getting the right opportunity because there's some really good juniors and seniors in front of them. Right. And, you know, we've got that going on at the guard spot. We've got some good guys redshirting that I'm like sitting there going, these guys are going to be great players. Right. They just had, they just didn't get, the the chance Tyson got, but they're going to grow with this year of of redshirting and and the experience of that, and so you know they'll come in a little more mature next year, and that's a great feeling to know that they're sitting there too. Uh, after you know they're pretty excited getting to see what Tyson's doing and knowing that hey we're just you know we're maybe a half step behind his development, so they're it's it's great when you have a freshman that fits in that good, and and then that's the other thing. You know, when this with I got a lot of veterans on this team, and so a big part of us being able to have success is that that young buck that comes in and and plays a lot and scores a lot and does all the things he's doing. He has to have the respect of the of the older guys, otherwise it's going to disrupt your chemistry. Yep. And you know, I, I think I've seen that at other programs where some young guys get hyped. You know, there's a lot of outside hype about their recruiting and, oh, they were all Americans. They were this and that. And then they come in and the older guys and the younger guys don't mesh. Well, Tyson's the opposite. They, these guys respect him. They want him out there. They know he makes us better. They know he makes them better as individuals, lot, but yeah. also so much better as a team that, 
I got a bunch of guys that want to win. And so they, they want our, our guys that are going to help us win out there. And that's, you know, that's really helped our success. Yeah. You kind of spoke to your veterans a little bit Two veterans in particular, your guards have really played, uh, I think outstanding. We, Eli and I named them the uh, co-players of the week last week, and that's Kijab and Shaver. Talk yeah. a little bit about them. Shaver's obviously been super clutch, but I think Kijab, believe it or not, I think he's kind of gone under the radar as far as how well he's played. Uh, played really well in that in that Wyoming game to close it. Played really well again against Wyoming. Played really well uh, just this weekend. I mean, he's been really, really good for you as well. Those two guards have made it really hard for other teams because one of them – plays one style and one of them can kind of be physical and, and attack you. So talk about those two and how you've been able to balance that tandem. Yeah, no, that, that's been amazing. And, you know, that's the first on key jab uh, is, you know, he's a candidate for defensive player of the year. I mean, the, the job he does on the defensive end is remarkable. And uh, I mean, he can, he can guard five different you know positions. He can, he, you know, I nicknamed him the fireman because he just comes over and we screw something up, he'll come over and fix it and flies around, plays with great energy. And, uh, you know, that second and third and fourth efforts that he gives is so inspiring to our team. And, it, you know, it's a big part of why our defense is ranked so high. Right. You know, he's a cornerstone of that defense. Because you're pretty good at giving nicknames, I see. I know. Uh, <laughs> not bad. That's a good one for it. Yeah, no doubt. That is a good one. Um, but he's just, you know, then then you just, you know, I I probably take for granted some of the stuff he's doing offensively because, yeah. you know, he's, he plays so hard and flies around so much that the the defense is is probably the best thing he does. But then now he's become so efficient offensively. The other night, you know, I just noticed where I'm like I didn't even notice, and he had 18, five assists, eight rebounds. You're like, wow. Yeah, that's pretty special on the uh, stat wise, but it's he always took a, he took a huge charge. I thought he scored the last seven yeah. points against Wyoming at home, right? And took a huge charge at the end of the game that really sealed the game. And and I thought against Wyoming at Wyoming, he was on the offensive glass. He got to the free throw line. I mean, he really scores a little bit of everywhere, and he has this cool, calm demeanor where it's like, I know I'm a killer. I'm just doing my job. Yeah, and that's the best thing about him. He is a killer. He's the guy. But, you know, I told the team, if I have to go and do a wicked alley, I think he's the first guy I'm choosing to go with me. He's And uh, a cool part about it, too, so I actually bumped into him in the hallway after the game, and what a what a phenomenal, impressive kid. I mean, he didn't know me from Adam, and we're having a conversation, and he's just like, I mean, as as impressive of a first impression as you can have, he had that. Well, you know how you watch highlights of senior nights around the country, and yep. sometimes you see coaches, uh, you know, get a pretty emotional about a senior and and losing a guy. And man, I'm counting the days that I get with a boo. Yeah. He's been just a joy to coach, a joy to be around. Uh, you know, we have a day off today, and the thing, you know, you get so excited to get back into the gym to see these guys. Yeah. And that's when, you know, that's, that's what you love to do as a coach. And that's why you got in the business for, for guys like him that, because this program changed his college experience as far as, you know, I'm not saying anything negative about where he was before, but 
this is kind of the experience that he dreamed about when when he wanted to go to college. He wanted, you know, wanted to be able to do everything and yep. and you know, he wanted a role of, hey, I'm the cornerstone of a team. I want to score. I want to rebound. I want to, but I want to most importantly help a team win and be a big, big part of everything. And, you know, he's had a great couple years. He he got he redshirted for a year, got better at some things and just kept improving. And um you know, he's, he's a cornerstone of this team and we've got a lot of big cornerstones, but he's the personality of it. And, the and, uh, just been, like I said, just been a joy for me to coach and see every day. And, you know, you feel pretty fortunate when you have a kid like him. And, and the great thing about it is I, I just went on and on about a boo. I think I, I've been able to do that about each and every one of these guys that, yeah. that I have. Uh, and that's why we're winning. You know, you, you talk about, culture wins games and all this and that you always you know it's a buzzword and a lot of people talk about it well players (laughs) what's that players too no no play no doubt but the chemistry that we have and the and the character that we have i mean we've talked about abu we've talked about tyson we talked you know you're you know we're going to talk about e-man we're going to talk about shaver we're going to talk about milad and then you know all the way up and down our roster we have tons of character yep and you know, like I said, I could I could go into each one of these guys and tell you these great stories about their unselfishness, how awesome they are to coach, and on and on and on. And you know, that's that's what's making it so enjoyable. That's why we're winning games. That's why we're all you know. There's a there's a gratitude we all have about this because we know it's you know you don't always get years like this where every guy is holding the rope and pulling the rope and understanding their role. I mean, the scout team does an amazing job because they're happy in their role. They're yep. stars in their role Great and they're doing such a good job. And, you know, so when all the stars align like this with the personnel, uh, you know, that's, that's a coach's dream. And and I'm pretty fortunate to get to be around these guys all the time. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you, you mentioned a little bit on the defense. I mean, this is the highest rated per Ken Palm going back and looking through. I mean, this is the highest rated defense that you've had in your 10 years at Boise State. And, man, are they good. So Yeah, well, well, no doubt. It, and it's one of the highest, you know, I mean, you look at it anytime you're in the top 10. In top a, 10 in the country. Yeah, in a in a category. Then it's, it's one of the highest in the history of the league. I mean, you know, yeah. some of the San Diego State teams, I'm sure – you know, this year's San Diego State team is exceptional. They're number one, I think. And then we're right there with them, right around there. And, um, you know, so it has been it has been remarkable. And uh, it's what we've hung our hat on. And, it, you know, it's why we've been able to win 15 out of 16 games or whatever it's been. And um, But, you know, I, I think we're still – I think we can get 20 30% better offensively because we've got really good skill and we've got – but. You know, part of it might be that we put so much energy and effort into our rebounding and our defense, and yeah. and sometimes it just wears you out a little bit. So it does affect your offense. But um, that's what gets me excited. This team's going to continue. We have we have room for growth down the stretch. Where yep. some teams in this position might not. They might be maxing out everything. I think we've got some room to keep growing. And and you know, you had I'm sorry, you had asked me about Shaver too. Shaver's yeah. been yeah. amazing. And he's just, he's growing as a player. He's growing as a teammate. He's grown as all these things he's done in the year that he's been here. He's connected to this team. They love him. He loves them. Uh, 
another guy that's just a joy to coach. He's a little more introverted than Abu, but I think you could say that about any human being. Most of them are more introverted than Abu. But uh, he's, you know, he's he's let himself, he's opened himself up to his teammates a little more than he has maybe in the past. And, you know, he's just having a phenomenal year. And these game, you know, I saw, I, I, I told our media, our local media a ton, you know, they asked me about these game-winning shots. And I said, I, I saw this over and over and over again when he was redshirting. Right. And, you know, right. I was like, oh, my gosh, we got a note to self. Get the ball to him at the end of a shot clock. And get him <laughs> he, he makes them. It's amazing how many times he makes them. And um, so he's just been so impressive. And, you know, again, another guy that I think, you know, as we keep developing him, I think he's just going to get better and better. He's got – he's still got upside, lots of it. Coach, you talk about development. I know me and you talked about this uh, before. Share with people what goes into what you can share, not all the secret sauce, of course, but you guys have developed many high school players that have eventually become NBA players. Right. Jason Hutchison, Justinian Jessup. Um, gosh, I always forget my guy's name from Texas. Um, Derek Alston. Yep. Derek Alston, whose dad played in the NBA. So, you have so many of these guys that, you know, naturally that's what everyone wants to play. And you've also had really good transfers that have come in. But the development of guys has really been impressive over a span of your time there as a head coach. Can you speak a little bit about that and share a little insight as to how you've been able to make that happen? And obviously it's a focal point of your program. You can yeah. tell. Well, well, I think, you know, when you recruit a kid, uh, there's so much – nowadays of instant gratification and guys want this right now and they you know we recruit them with the you know the end game the long term in mind and and how great they can become and what we have to do to make them get to the long term and so it starts with the buy-in from them their parents their coaches do you want long-term success or are you just looking for a hey i want a turnkey operation where i can come in and score 30 a game and then i'm out and there might be a right time for that to take those kind of guys. But I mean, most of those ones that you named and in, well, all of them and, and all these situations, it's about the long-term growth and it's about the marathon of their whole life. Uh, not just the basketball stuff, but everything that we're doing is to try to develop, you know, this unbreakable athlete, unbreakable person that, that they can deal with adversity. They can deal with obstacles. They can deal with anything thrown their way when they leave here. And, you know, that's what they have to be able to do to go out there, you know, if they want to play professional basketball, if they want to, you know, be a great father, a great parent, a great husband, all those things. Uh, you're going to have to deal with adversity. You're going to have to deal with obstacles. You're going to have to understand how to approach them and how to how to kind of prepare yourself before that happens. All, all those kind of mindset things. But there's also a, a daily commitment to development. And we hold our, each other accountable. We hold our, hold our staffs accountable to that. And there's a high standard. I mean, like I said, I got some good guys on this bench that are getting better and better. Well, we're not going to lower the standards so they can play. We're going to raise them to the standard. And I think, you know, as you do it, it's just like anything else. As you develop guys and you get experience doing it, because everyone wants to, you know, a lot of programs run around and say their development, but they don't have a history like we do of – Hey, we've developed this guy and that guy and that guy and that guy, you know, so they can run around and say it, but until you've done it. And once you do a lot of development and a lot of commitment to that, you get better and better and better at it. You know, 
I mean, I'm a lot better development coach than I was 20 years ago, you know, when I was at Gonzaga, but that was a big part of what we did back then. And we got better and better and better at it. And I think, you know, that's what's happened here at Boise too, but it has to be a daily commitment. Like, you know, what are we doing to make ourselves better today? What are we doing to make our team better? What are we doing to make these players better uh, as, as individuals and as a group? And, and that's everything we do. We plan around that and, and we plan for the long term. It's easy. You know, sometimes when I look back at my career and some of the things, some of the mistakes I've made is when I thought about the short term and not the long term. And, you know, that's hard to do because there's so much pressure nowadays to, you just got to win every game. You got to win the next one or you're falling apart or you got, you know, all these things, but you also got to take the long term uh, approach and a roadmap for these guys' success is, is important. And it's important to me and it's important to our staff and, you know, a lot of this, all our decisions are based on that. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have done phenomenal at that as good as anybody. I don't think it's talked about enough. Um, I wanted to pick your brain on a little bit of the elephant in the room with the conference. Yeah. The elephant in the room is the conference is really good. Elite it is. good. I mean, there was a day I, so I coached, I was fortunate to coach in this conference twice or be a part of this conference twice. Utah with Jim Boylan back in the day when Tim oh, yeah. Miles was at Colorado State. And then the second time with Fresno with Coach Terry. So uh, the first time, I think there was four or five teams that would make it in the tournament. And it feels like there should be at least four, if not six in consideration. There's six teams in the top 55 of the net. I believe 56, I checked this morning, of the net. And Fresno State, Utah State, San Diego State, Colorado State, you guys in Wyoming. So you have all of these teams. And I said this on the broadcast, and we've talked about this, but it feels like the mid-major level, the committee finds reasons not to take a team. Yep. And the high-major level, they almost – or the power five level, if you will, they find right. a reason to take those teams. Can you speak a little bit about that? I do believe that right now four yep. teams are scheduled to be in, and Utah State is close. Talk about that part of being in this – great league that just doesn't quite get the just do consistently, but especially in this year that they probably deserves. Well, no doubt about it. And, and having lived this for 12 years here at Boise, yep. uh, I think I have a good perspective of it. And I don't remember, I mean, you know, we've had number one seeds in this league. So we've had that high, high level top 10 teams. Well, you know, we might not, I mean, I'll tell you what, go and play at these places and you'll feel like you played a top 10 team. I know that. Yeah. But, venue but wise, you said it's a top. Yeah, venue. It's, it's a, it's a bear, but um, I think maybe, you know, 10 through 50 teams like, like that. It's, we have more teams than we've ever had in that range. And, um, and I say 10 because, you know, one of us is going to keep moving up probably, but, we may all beat each other enough that we all don't, you know, we keep, we prevent each other from moving up, you know, like us in Wyoming split. And if one of us would have swept one of those, well, we probably have one in the top 20 just because one of us lost by three doesn't mean, you know what I'm saying? That So one more basket and that team's now a top 15 team instead of a top 25 team. I mean, you know, that's what's preposterous about those rankings because sometimes, you know, the, the, the conference eats each other. So right. all of a sudden you don't, you know, you don't get the respect or the, 
you know, top 15 team because everybody's good and it's so hard right. to win every game. And, and, and I think there's a little bit of that going on. Um, but that's, it is, I think it's the best, uh, multiple or the most uh teams that we've ever had that are this good yep. um and i think it's a you know people are asking me questions of like what what do you think why do you think it's like that i i say because you've got so many veterans yep. you know that have been in this league for a while that are great players because if you survive and you make it to your junior senior year in these programs and i'm talking you know us san diego state uh colorado state now wyoming's you know got it going you make it in to to the upper level of those programs you're a really good player right and you're a really good college player and what we see is every one of those teams you know you, you mentioned about three or four of my guys already i mean they're really good college players and they're 22 years old and they're 23 years old and you see that all around the conference i mean there's some there's right. some dudes in this right. conference and guys that have guys that have signed at one point to a power five, some of the right. power fives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Emmanuel Acott was ranked as high as twenty fourth in the country in one, you know, ranking. I mean, you got some dudes, and and then you know, then there's the development guys. These guys that were under the radar for one right. reason or another, like Ek. You know, he had a bat, he had a torn ACL and some injury stuff, and but he was a you know. He was a great player. I mean, yeah. and then with COVID, you know, you got the Tyson Dagenhart stories that maybe people missed, you know, seeing him a little bit because he wasn't out, you know, out there as much. And we weren't out there to watch. Right. And so there's a lot of circumstances that have built up these teams that, that man, from, like I said, from top to bottom, it's the best this league's ever been, um, I think, in, in the 12 years that I've been here. So that being said, I certainly think we're deserving of four or five teams and definitely four or five to be considered. And hopefully, you know, the, the way the chips fall the last, you know, three or four weeks, hopefully that's the case that, that they, we do get the respect and, you know, because I think last year we missed out, we had some unfortunate events down the stretch of right. the season and right. the, you know, some injuries to us and some, you know, tough scheduling by the conference they really cost colorado state right. uh you know things like that that, that yeah, there were four teams last year that potentially could have gone and two ended up going to nit yeah uh, I'm always screaming it every day almost i feel like four teams in this league at minimum should be going to the ncaa tournament i was fortunate after you guys play wyoming to go to the san diego state colorado state game and watch it live Ooh. yeah i mean you talk about it two more teams that should be in the tournament. There's no way San Diego State, as you said, is one of the best defensive teams, top two in the country, defensive adjusted efficiency. And then Colorado State has been in the top 25 for a majority of the year. Those teams belong in it. So no doubt. Uh, and, and if you took, I mean, you know, just they used to talk about, remember, I don't, it doesn't seem like they talk about this as much anymore, but there's a look test. They remember they NCAA I, used to yeah, always say, oh, yeah, the look yeah, test. Yeah. Well, you sat and watched San Diego State, Colorado State game. I guarantee you that passed the look test. Number one, the atmosphere. Number two, the coaching. Number three, the talent level in that gym. Like, go ahead, take a take a power five school and throw them in that atmosphere and let them try to beat one of those teams. Good luck. It, I mean, those are good basketball teams and and check every box. There's not, you know, 
They got size. They got physicality. They got athleticism. They got good coaching. They got great atmosphere. I mean, you know, I watch these other games from different parts of the country and, you know, some from a, a place in the Power Five on the West Coast, and they don't have even close to the atmospheres that we're playing in right now and, and up and down the, the, the Mountain West. And that that's really cool because it's a – I mean – it it's I think it's getting a lot of national attention and and the, some respect, but the respect that it deserves, it's probably still not getting. I mean, it is right. You know, you know. Well, I I talk to my coaching buddies. I'm like, hey, and some of them know that. You know, Ray Jack Letty was the coach of Utah when they were in the Mountain yeah. West, and he yeah. knows. He's like singing the that that you know, telling people how hard it is to play at these places, you know. And um, we we certainly are seeing that this year. Yeah, it's been a special year. Mm -hmm. I, you mentioned Ray Jacoletti. I wanted to mention Gonzaga. We've talked about it a little bit. You have Long Beach having so much success in their conference. Wyoming is more of a disciple of yourself and Coach Linder having so much success. You have Arizona and Coach Lloyd. Yeah. Gonzaga still doing what they do. And then you have you guys winning 14 in a row. So what is it like to see – something that you were a part of for so long and all these guys having success and then you guys are having success. That's gotta be a cool thing. And it's not by accident. There's some, there's some special sauce within that program that you guys True. have all taken with you. So True. share a little bit about that if you don't mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's really special. And we all watch each other's games. We talk a lot, text each other a lot. And, you know, uh, Tommy, what he's doing in Arizona and Dan's having a great year. They're in first place yeah. at Long Beach and, and, you know, Fury's team. I told him I watched this game the other night at BYU where they beat him by about 50, I think. And I, <laughs> I, I was like, you know, I got to be honest, I don't really dial in and watch all your games because you're always up by 100, you know. And and I said, I really watched that game. I was so impressed with how good they are and how, yeah. how you know, I mean, it was just so impressive, and but it is really, really special to have all these guys, and and you know everybody's doing so good. And I think you guys are all in first place, coach. To be honest, I think yeah, you guys checked me before this interview. You guys are all in first place: Gonzaga, Long Beach, Arizona, yeah, yourselves, that, and then your 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 tree of Coach Linder. You guys are more or less tied, even though they're one win behind you. So right, I mean, you guys are all in first place. That that's pretty neat, and and pretty unique. And yeah, I mean, people should, you know, that it's uh, sometimes that gets that gets lost on people that there, there is a sauce and there's a sauce that work. Now, the with the way we're guarding, um, I think Fuey wanted to kick me out of that club because he's <laughs> Mr. He's Mr. Offensive coach. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm comfortable representing the defensive side of this. Team. <laughs> and Dan's team has really came over to this side this year. And. Uh, but that's what, like I said, you know, my first thing that one of the first things I said in this call was like, hey, I know we can get 20, 30 percent better offensively, yeah. you know, so that we're going to keep pushing and keep getting better because, you know, I've always that's been a big part of this program is how good we've been offensively. And but, you know, it, it's there's I had to adjust to figure out. Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I want to jump into that, coach, because and yeah. we talked about this before the call or before the broadcast, but. You guys are kind of known as an offensive program. Right. Be top 10 in the country and top five and six at some points. Like that part is a transformation probably by you and your staff. Share a little bit about that before we get into a funny story. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it really is about, um, 
it it took me a while to get comfortable because it's the strength of this team. You know, I knew it could be. I talked about that at the start of the year. Like, but when you look back, bro, and you, you, so our defense goes along with that a little bit. So we get a little. Under we got just a little bit of technical difficulties with Coach Rice. We're going to try to bring him right back in to close this out. It's been such a good interview. Don't want to miss out on any of that. Coach, we lost you for a second. I think you're back. Are you back? Not quite yet. Okay, so we're going to work on this. Uh, coach is backstage. We're going to work on getting his uh, him back going. I think he's back. Coach, you back? There we go. Is that better? Yeah, we lost for a second. Sorry about that. You were talking no about the transformation from an offensive kind of reputation to being a defensive team. No question. Isn't that sad? As soon as I start talking about defense, I get <laughs> out and nobody cares. Yeah, that's, yeah, but it, 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 these guys, it's a big part of it was the personnel that we had. I knew we could become elite defenders and, yep. you know, we've recruited to that and we coached to that this year, made some adjustments and, but, you know, you, to be a great team and to be elite in the country in the, you know, where we want to go to be top 10, you got to be elite in both. And so that's why I feel like we, we can keep improving and, you know, we want to, we want to keep improving the rest of this season. If we do, then Holy cow, then we got something special. Okay. Like my last one coach. And, and I have one example, if you can't think of one. Okay. Funny story that you can share with us from any of your time as a coach uh, that you have. And now you get to coach your son. So you may have a funny story with that. Oh, I got, I got lots of good ones with that, but uh, <laughs> I think, I think I told the media a pretty funny one. They asked me like about Max and, and how much we hang out. And I said, well, you know, I, my poor wife, she, you know, she's into sports. She played college volleyball and this and that. And, but we, that's all we ever have on our TV at, at the house. And yeah. whether it's basketball, it might be football, but that seems to be all we ever watch. And, you know, Max will hang out and watch a lot with, you know, a lot of games with me and, and he still does. And, you know, but that's all we do too. Like, okay, let's go play two on two in the driveway. Since these guys were little, we've always done that. Right. And, you know, then I start. Then I started. It used to be me and Cade, the youngest. We were the teammates because we could handle those two. Well, <laughs> things changed, and so then I had to take Max because he's kind of, uh, you know, he's the biggest one. And uh, so then it was me and Max against the other two. And I told the media, like, hey, we still play. We played at Christmas. You know, we, we wow. got, uh, yeah, we still play. And I told my buddy that, and I was so proud of it. And I'm, you know, you know, hey, I'm I'm still fighting with these, these guys, still battling them, still playing. And he goes, well, that's so great. I can't wait to sign your cast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's probably true. I don't know. We got to, 
I got to get them to go play pickleball now because I can still kick their butts in that. So I might have That's to start awesome. shying away from basketball because so these so guys. Are you are are you doing the key jab and like kind of dribbling down, backing them down, and getting the pose? Or are you? No, no, I'm a I'm a knockdown. I'm an automatic from 15 feet. It used to be a little a little farther out, but now I've lost some range. I don't know. The bad shoulders make it a little harder to do that. But, uh, uh, just absolutely automatic. So, Max, I make Max draw the double team and kick it to me from 15, and I'll, awesome. and I'll make it every time. They, Brock and Cade have to go double team Max. So awesome. I, I let him – I put Shaq in the post, and they got to come double team him, and then, yeah, then we kick it out. So, I love uh, but I love that. that, so that's just a good family story and, and a fun one with, uh, cause we still love to compete and we still love to, you know, that's what these guys were raised on. And, you know, Cade is the youngest and, and he's going to be, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll come to Boise state. That's what we're trying to get done. And he's out at link here right now at, uh, nice. uh yeah. Academy. Yep. They're one of the best teams in the country and could win it all this year. And, yep. Uh, yep. So it's been a neat experience for him, and so uh, hopefully we'll get him back. So is that now? Let's talk about that real quick, coach. Before you go, what sure. is it like recruiting your own son, and, and is the pitch different? Um, and I'm sure there's no uh, extra benefits for your son. How does that whole thing work? Yeah, well, there. Uh, that's been great, and and Max has a great feel, and he's great. His teammates like him. His teammates, you know, I remember one time I can't remember which teammate it was, but he called me dad one time and his, the, 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 his teammate looked at him and was like, Oh my God, I just forget. He's your dad. You know, they, cause That's he just fits life. in so good. And you know, it's funny because that, that the story was, you know, I would call him max at practice and it just didn't feel right. You know, like it was like a, he was my son. And so right. for some reason I just started calling him 12 and everybody calls him 12 and we still That's do. Awesome. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't call me dad anymore and I don't call him Max. It, it's uh, it's 12 and coach kind of thing. And um, so it's been really, really, it, there, it has its challenges. And, you know, the neat thing was that when, when I went through this and was ta- thinking about having him come play here and we're going to recruit him, I talked to everybody. I talked to everybody that's ever coached their kid that has a son that mm. played that, you know, and they would start by telling me all the challenges and they'd finish by saying, but it's priceless. You got to do it. I mean, including Steve Alford, I talked to Alford about it and what it was like. And then I had Max talk to Alford's son and, you know, when Max was still in high school. And so we really researched it and we, you know, we went, yeah. And the bottom line was everyone says do it. And it's been a great experience. It's, it's had its challenges and there's times when I probably, didn't treat him fairly in the fact that, you know, uh, I gave other kids more of a benefit of a doubt than I gave him because he was my son. And I thought, well, he'll understand. He'll he'll understand why I take him out of the game and he doesn't get to play enough minutes because I got to get this other guy. Well, that wasn't fair. And, you know, so I've had to adjust. And and the bottom line is in the games he's played a lot in, we win. And the last couple of years, that's been the case. And then when I, shrunk his minutes that's when we started losing and so he he just does you know he's got a lot of qualities like tyson has in the fact that he makes others better around him and and so you know i had to be able to step away like and say okay wait a minute am i doing you know i gotta treat him like the like all the players when it comes to all that stuff and if i would do it for the other players i need to do it for him and and i've gotten better at that i think 
Yeah, we actually acknowledged him as the uh, sixth man of the, of the week in the conference last week. We didn't oh, yeah. get it out, but he's definitely played well. And I think, man, he's probably better than what people even think he's supposed to be, like his range right. and ability to shoot it. Uh, talk about your recruiting pitch to your to your youngest that's at Link here. Do you have to do Zooms with him and say, hey, are you coming? Are you? Yeah, it's because, uh, we, you know, and I think – if we didn't have a chance to bring him back, we probably wouldn't have let him leave this year. But I think it's good for kids to get away some and then, right. you know, grow up some, which he's done. And, uh, you know, then it's our dream to be able to bring him back here. So, we're, you know, we're getting we're coming down the wire. So we'll, I think, we'll I, think I know who the closer is in the house, coach. I'm a man. Yes. Yes. Your wife, so that's that goes under the category of I just got to let things happen organically and put it in the right people's hands. And hopefully it'll it'll go the right way. No doubt. Well, coach, we appreciate you taking so much time. This was awesome and love to be able to shine some light on your program and what you've done there for your time. And uh, I had the pleasure slash displeasure of coaching against you because you guys won in the <laughs> but i think i think a funny story i can share is i think at that time you did some type of thing on social media where maybe you jumped in like this really cold water in order to get people to sell out the no crowd. doubt i no think doubt. I is that right yes i've walked across the river i've done all kinds i rode a horse through campus i'll you know I'll, I'll do anything to get people to come to these games. And, you know, what a great crowd we had the other night. Hopefully we get that for UNLV because it makes a huge difference, you know, when, when you get those people supporting you. And, and Boise's awesome for that. No doubt. Well, congratulations on the success so far. We know you're not done, Coach. Best of luck the rest of the way. And thanks for taking the time and joining us. I appreciate it, Brian. Thanks so much. And uh, appreciating all the work you're doing for the Mountain West. It's, it's really good for the league. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.